Welcome to the Indie Music Room, a conversation with independent artists about writing, recording, performing, and promoting their original music. And now here's your host, Heather Kelly. Hey everybody, you're listening to Heather Kelly with the Indie Music Room. I am super excited to announce the Artist of the Month for August. I can't believe we're already in August. The end of the summer is just sneaking right up on us. But this is fun, you guys. Don't I don't want you to make sure you subscribe because you never want to miss uh, one of my podcasts. This month of August, I have Carlos Rising from Wilmington, North Carolina, who was also on season 23 of The Voice on Blake Shelton's team. And he's going to tell us about that, but he's also going to tell us about his writing process. He's so awesome. I just want you guys to read him. Okay. All that aside, here we go. Everyone, Carlos Rising. How are you, Carlos? I'm doing great. Thank great. you for having me. Oh, my gosh. This is so exciting to meet you. Um, I was speaking with you a little bit before, but my daughter and I are a huge fan of the show. And and I remember when you you um, auditioned for The Voice, I was like, oh, that guy's got got a lot of talent because of the guitar playing and the singing like some people can just sing but you've got the whole package so um why don't you tell us a little little bit about that experience and we'll get into your whole process of songwriting and recording yeah um so you know the whole thing about auditioning for the voice uh kind of came out of nowhere i never really considered myself a vocalist i've always been a musician first and i always okay. thought my, my voice was just an added little yeah. cherry on top I went to school for music uh, in guitar, and so I, you know, I've always enjoyed writing songs and and playing out. But I always thought that you know my voice was secondary, and uh, it was wow. back in uh, 2021, I think, where my wife was really pushing me to audition for The Voice, and I was like, ah, like I don't, I don't know, like I don't feel like I'm good enough. I, yeah. you know, yeah, you know, all this stuff. And eventually she kept just poking at me to to audition. And I said, you know, fine, I'll get the monkey off my back and I'll, I'll audition for this thing. And, you know, I did a little video audition, sent it in and just kind of didn't think about it for the next nine months and didn't hear anything. So I thought, oh, yeah, this yeah. is just what I thought. Wasn't getting a call back. And then uh, sometime last year, uh, August of 2022, I got a call uh, saying that they wanted me to come out to L.A. And I was really just... Were you just like, whoa? Like, yeah, I, I was really taken aback. I really thought, yeah. wow, like, what in the, like, didn't expect this. And um, one thing led to another. And you go out to LA, you meet all these wonderful people and uh, producers and people who work on the show and all preparing you for the big moment to go out on stage and to sing your song. I was super nervous. I was going to um, say, you didn't show it in your performance, but tell me about that feeling. You're like, oh, crap. Okay, here it comes. Here it comes. Like, what was yeah. it? I think it's mostly, it wasn't necessarily the room or even the chairs of the judges that you see, but, or of the coaches rather. Um, but it's, it, it's really just this moment of, you know, that a million people are going to be watching this. And if I fail, that fail is going to be broadcast. <laughs> like Over and no like, epic fails. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And so, you know, you kind of feel the weight of that moment and be like, man, I have to do everything I can in order to, to make sure I get on the show. And, you know, you get up there, you start singing your song. I couldn't hear myself terribly well. You know, you're using floor monitors and such. And, you know, it's a bit of a smaller room than it looks like on sure. on TV. And uh, but I, ju I just had to go for it. And luckily, I got a chair turn pretty fast. So I was able to relax and just <sighs> kind of sit into it. And uh, after that, you know, getting two chair turns, it, it was just a great experience for me. 
and just kind of a culmination of all the hard work that I've that I've done over the past, you know, however long I've been a full-time musician. And right. it was just a, a nice thing of saying, you know, you're in the right place, you're doing the right thing, and people notice your talent. And uh, I knew that no matter what happened after yeah. that, that uh, I could look back on that moment and say that was a, an important moment in my uh, music career. Absolutely, absolutely. And I I bet you made a lot of, um, like, friends, longtime friends, maybe people that could collaborate with in the future, or you got some really great advice from the producers and, you know, which directions to go. And Of course, yeah. You know, on TV, it, it works out pretty fast. You know, I was on for two episodes. Yeah. Um, and some people think, oh, you're probably out there for like two weeks. But I, in fact, like in total, I was out there for eight weeks with all these contestants wow. and uh, hanging out, got to meet a lot of cool people who became lifelong friends and yeah. um, where I learned a lot about myself, about my sound. And especially, like you said, the producers and the uh, they give you voice coaches and the band director uh, it, it was just an experience that where I found out so much about myself, who I am as an artist and what I want to sound like for the, yeah. uh, for the years to come. So it, it was such a great experience. I'm so glad you had that. Um, just for some guidance, you know, and when you first start out, you don't quite know how to develop your, your arrangements or, or, you know, where your vocals fit in the best uh, range wise. And, mm -hmm. and I, I'm sure that was really good for you, but Setting all that aside, I know everybody's going to love hearing your story, but setting all that aside, tell me, you said you went to school for music where like you went to college at certain, where'd you go? Yeah. Yeah. So, um, I grew up, I grew up kind of split between North Carolina and Tennessee Okay. and I graduated high school in Cleveland, Tennessee. And, uh, the, the big college there is Lee university. Mm -hmm. And Lee University has a pretty good liberal arts program. It's much more classical based than it is uh, commercial side. Yeah. Uh, but I did music business where I had an emphasis in guitar. And uh, it was actually the best of both worlds. Uh, learning the music business side of things and also learning the theory and the sight reading and all that from a guitar perspective. Mm -hmm. uh, it, it was I was there for three years, graduated. And uh, since then, been hitting the ground running, playing music. Good for you. Yeah, I've gone back and I've listened. Uh, I, we're gonna we're gonna focus on three of your your single originals today, but there's other ones I've listened to that are uh, as just as great. So I, we, you know, I want everyone to make sure they go visit your page because the three yeah. we're sh sharing with them today is not all you've got. So yeah. tell me a little bit about your writing process. So you you said that you you didn't think you were as much of a vocalist as you were a guitarist. I think you have an incredible unique voice. So I mean. When did you kind of get over that hump of like, do I play guitar? Am I a vocalist or do I do both? Like, tell me about that. Yeah. Um, so I I do realize that I do have a unique voice. And I think, you know, growing up, you compare yourself to a lot of other people. And I never really found a comparison to my voice. Right. And so I think that's why I was kind of insecure about it. And I think that, you know, when I was in high school, I had... Uh, you know, I've been playing guitar for a couple of years and I really wanted to write songs. And that was really just because I was really inspired by a lot of the people I listened to and who my parents listened to. My parents listened to a lot of James Taylor, Eric Clapton, uh, these singer song, Billy Joel, Paul McCartney, these singer songwriters who just really changed people's lives with their music. And, you know, even though they're, they're great, great vocalists, you know, I think more people just know them because of how great their songs are. And, you know, I really just kind of was inspired by that. And I, I feel like one of the reasons why my voice is unique is because, you know, in high school, when I was supposed to be in bed 
You know, it was late at night. I'd, I'd get up in the middle of the night, have my guitar, and I play really quietly. And I developed this really sort of soft head voice um, where I, I was that. able to sing um, and not be loud, but also like try to write these songs and try to sift through all these ideas and melodies going on in my head. And through that, I kind of crafted this voice where I'm able to still have that sort of bedroom uh, sort of sort of voice to, to yes. um, how I sing. So uh, that process really just kind of continued on uh, through high school, through yeah. college. You know, I'm, I'm very much a, a, a night owl. And uh, and that kind of had to change when I got married because my my wife is not. <laughs> uh, but it's it's definitely sitting down with a guitar and just kind of going on. You know, I always have thoughts in my head or on my phone or in my journal. And it's just trying to write the best song that I can uh, from what's inside. Very cool. You've got your songs are very um, I mean, li lyrics are huge in a song, but your lyrics tend to tell a story. I really like that about your your delivery and, and the, how the song plays out in the story. Um, also, you were talking about that quiet voice you have like that. You can hit some high notes like I was kind of trying to hit your pitch up higher when you can get higher. Mm -hmm. I'm like, I don't think I can do that because I don't have a good falsetto and I'm an alto. So when you hit some of those mm -hmm. notes that quiet, that's beautiful. You have a really mm -hmm. good knack at doing that. Tell me a little bit about the first song um, we're gonna we're going to showcase today. This one has a video. I've seen the video. Love it. Simply in love. Um, why don't you tell me ab about where that came from when you were where you were at when you wrote it and your thoughts about it and then how you recorded it? Yeah, um, you know, a lot of times when you're in a relationship, your wife, partner, wh mm -hmm. whoever you're in a relationship with, will ask, "Do you love me? Like, do you still love me?" Mm -hmm. Like, you know, it's just kind of like this little playful thing. You know, you keep answering yes, 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 and then. Um, sometimes they ask weird questions. Like if I were a worm, would you still love me? You know, <laughs> and you're like, uh, like, I, I guess, yeah, sure. And so I, I kind of had this idea of writing a song that would just answer all those questions mm -hmm. that whether they're light, cute questions or really serious questions, yeah. um, this would be my answer no matter what it is. Mm -hmm. And, um, particularly I, I wrote this for my wife and, uh, Beautiful. Sometime last year, um, she was diagnosed with alopecia. And, uh, you know, that that's a disease where you start to lose all your hair. Right. Right. And, you know, for a woman, that's such a big thing to you know, start losing your hair. And, you know, you kind of start to wonder, like, am I still the same person to my husband? Like, do they still think I'm beautiful? And, you know, she was asking me these questions. I bet and you looked at her like, absolutely. But of yeah. course, yeah, like that, like there was no question about it. Right. And, um, you know, she got the courage to shave her head and to just go just to own it. And I think she's beautiful. I think she's sexy. I think she's all these things. So I really wanted to highlight that in the video and just kind of bring it full circle. And I, I hope that when you when you listen to the lyrics, you can find yourself saying this to whoever you love, whether it be a current love, a past love, a lost love, um, that no matter what, uh, you're going to be always in love with them. And it's a, it's a simple answer and it's a simple uh, application but to be simply in love is just to be that uh, there's no really reason to rhyme like you, it's just who you are it's just what you feel and so uh, i hope that people can see that when they listen to the song i think that's absolutely beautiful um you know i saw the video but i love to hear the story behind it with that said let's share with all of our fans simply in love Thank you. 
about If I could have ever had doubts Would you like me to spell it all out? I-L-O-V-E If you want I'll try to describe This wonderful feeling inside Every time that I look in your eyes I feel a love brand new Like a moth to a flame I'm drawn to you And I'm so glad to explain No matter what I do That I are frozen in time when I'm looking at you you wonder if I'm in a trance your questions answered in romance no matter if fate or by chance I'll give you to like a rose in the spring love's coming to bloom in love video amazing i love it especially with the story behind it and you're right i think that anybody can hear that song and and think about their own situation their own journey their own their own personal love about it so it's beautiful recording where do you record do you start off in your room do you record your tracks do you go to a studio what do you do yeah um it's it's a good bit of both so this particular song um i recorded everything in, in this room Wow. And I have a um 
I have, you know, an interface, a good microphone, and behind me, I have this Yamaha CP80. It's oh, this yeah. you know, very cool. you know, wonderful, wonderful piano, and which I recorded the piano parts on. And um, I, I kind of had this as a demo. You know, I, I wrote the song about 15 minutes wow. after I already had like a lot of the music in place. And I was wanting something similar to just the two of us as far as a, a reoccurring yeah. uh you know, chord progression that kind of right. lends itself to a more vintage sound. And uh, so I had all these things and, you know, I, there's a studio here in Wilmington, North Carolina, which I, I started with my cousin. Uh-huh. Um, it's called Schoolhouse Studio. And uh, essentially it, we built a, a, a building and it's very much more of a, like a, a bedroom sort of type of studio. It's definitely, yeah. you know, project music. studio. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, but we get some really good sounds out of there, and it's really a creative space for me and a, a couple other indie artists to come together and like really have a space where we can, you know, be loud and be proud and uh, just kind of get you know the creative juices flowing. Sometimes when you're in your room, you kind of have to get out, you, you do. know, kind of reach the apex of what the song could be. And um, so I, you know, I took it there, recorded vocals and and all that. Then I sent it to my friend uh, Dimitri, who uh, mixed the song. And put trumpet on the song for me. Yeah. And so funny, his wife was actually on the voice with me. Oh, was uh, she really? Okay. Yeah. Her, her name was Katie Beth Farakis. And, you know, when, when you're going out there, it's such like everything's really confidential. You're not supposed to tell anybody who were out there. Mm-hmm. And me and Dimitri went to college together. And Katie Beth also went to the same university. And so when I saw her there, I'm like, what are you doing here? And so it rekindled that friendship that I had with Dimitri for us to, you know, and I thought, what better way to... I uh, put out a first single out of the show then uh, to get Dimitri and he did an awesome job mixing it. And uh, yeah, I'm really proud of it. Oh, terrific song. That's so cool. What kind of mic do, vocal mic do you use? I like the way your voice comes across. Do you mind me asking? You don't have yeah, to. Yeah, yeah. That, that's really, it's just a Shure SM7B. That, okay. That's all it is. And just okay. in, a, in a preamp and yeah. uh, just crank to 11. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Tell me about the Peacemaker song because this one's amazing too. Yeah, this one, um, this was the first uh, song I released under my own name Okay. Um, back in 2020, and it was a pandemic song. Mm-hmm. And um, during that time, you know, uh, as the story is for many of us, me and my lot, me and my wife lost our jobs due to COVID. We were living in Seattle at the time, had to move cross country back to my parents' house yeah. uh, in Cleveland, Tennessee. And... Um, it was one of those things where you're kind of thinking, oh, what, what do I do next? What, what do we do? Mm-hmm. That's when I decided to be a full-time musician. And so my wife, you know, what was telling me, Hey, you should write a song just about, um, just about who you are. And, you know, we're big Enneagram people, if you know what the Enneagram is and, you know, there's, you know, nine different personality types in the Enneagram and I'm an Enneagram nine. And the nickname for that is a peacemaker. Right. And people of my personality type, uh, you know, the the peacemaker, meaning we want everything to be in alignment so that everybody feels included, feels welcome, feels love. Um, if there's any sort of tension, so we, mean. Yes. <laughs> if there's any sort of tension, we'll kind of fall on the grenade and take yeah. it like, you know, anything so that everybody can just feel welcome and love. And so I wanted to really write a song that just talked about who I was. Uh, and you know, it talks about my faith a little bit, you know, f- through that lens. Yeah. 
Um, but I also wanted it to be applicable to anybody who hears the song. And um, I recorded it in Wilmington, actually, since my cousin lived in Wilmington. I, I made a trip down here, and it's a beach town. We went to the beach, yeah. and uh, we recorded in his little bedroom, everything by ourselves. And you can kind of tell that it, it's not necessarily a studio recording, but it kind of has, like, this vibe of, like, um, I don't know. It, it almost sounds like everything was recorded with just one mic in a room. It's very that, cool, yeah. And that's kind of what we wanted uh, to be. And uh, the, the song has done pretty well. It has over a hundred thousand streams on Spotify since it, it came out and um, really proud of it. And I'm really proud of the meshes of the song. And is this it, the one that has the it. lyric video with it. Yes. This has yes. a lyric video. Yeah. Send that to me too. And I'll make sure to include that. Cause the, yeah. I had to watch it twice. Cause the, the lyrics were so beautiful. I like, Oh, this is cool. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. I love how you go about your, like that is a little bit different sounding, but I like that about it. it. It gives that song a whole different, you know, feel or vibe or meaning to it. So yeah, sometimes you know, it, which you know, studio sounds ha have just been the apex of songs that have been on on the radio and just huge Grammy songs, right? Mm -hmm. But there's something special about a song that you can tell is a little unpolished. Um, and I agree. Something's the time too polished. Yeah, and I think that especially during the time of COVID, everyone studios were closed. You you yeah. couldn't get in, um, and so everyone had but no choice but to learn how to do all this stuff ourselves, right? Yeah. And so I think it was it's a just, curse and a blessing. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Right. So um, I, I think it just really speaks to the time that we were in. Um, so yeah. All right. With that, everyone, we're going to go ahead and take a listen to the Peacemaker and make sure you read those lyrics as they scroll across the screen, because, uh, like I said, I had to watch it twice. And the second time with the lyrics really hit home. So with that said, Peacemaker. passion just like you were here in your presence so simple and pure cause I'm a peacemaker I'm a soul chaser I love to wage war, just a different kind With love and mercy, joy of my pride Cause I'm a peacemaker A peacemaker I move with compassion for the least of these And I found a calling To love my enemies Cause I'm a peacemaker I'm a soul chaser I love to age war, just a different kind. Where love and mercy triumph. 
Again, Carlos Rising, another beautiful song. Congratulations. Um, I'm excited that people can, you know, hopefully we can get this out there and get people maybe you not you may not have come into contact to start listening. I want to spread this music. The world needs to hear Carlos. The world needs to hear Carlos. So tell me a little bit about uh, this next song. We're going to talk about the next song because it's not been released yet, but it will be. Um, we're recording, obviously, in July for August, so not yet, but in, by the time we play it, will have just been released. Tell us about your most exciting new uh, single you're putting out. Yeah, so it's called Money, and th- this is a happy medium between a really fun song and a really uh, chill song. Yeah. Uh, essentially, I, I we had this idea, me and my cousin, who I wrote the song with, Christian Black. Yeah. He... Um, we were talking like, what is a song that we can have that has just a really good hook? Mm-hmm. Usually I don't write like that. Usually I like to write from an idea and kind of go like verse, chorus, verse, chorus. I kind of yeah. grow, go in that sort of order. But he was like, Let, let's start with the hook. And I was like, okay, like, you know, I, that's why I kind of love co-writing sessions because other people think differently than you do. And I, I feel like that's refreshing for the song. And we came up with that, with the hook of the song, yeah. uh, which is don't care about money. The, that was the whole chorus. Because I, I feel it. in a lot of uh, today's culture, it's a lot of, you know, stuff. It's a lot of things. It's a lot of, you know, expensive uh, cars, nice, fancy. Materialistic. Clothes. Yeah. And so um, I think just to get back to this idea that true joy just doesn't come from money, right? Uh, you could have all the money in the world and still be depressed. Absolutely. Uh, but you you could have the right mindset and be the happiest person uh, with nothing. Yeah. So we kind of wanted a song that had that. And I wanted to kind of envelop my own story within that. So in the verses, I kind of talk about how I grew up. Yeah. Now, I was a preacher's kid. Right. My mom was a, a Spanish teacher. I, I remember the, for the first five years of my life, I slept in my parents' bed. My yeah. sister slept on the couch. Mm-hmm. Right. I had no idea that we didn't have any money. Right. I was so happy as a child and, you know, didn't think twice of it. We were living in Hawaii at the time. Yeah. 
uh, and you know, going to the beach every day, just living it up in paradise. I had no idea that we were broke. You know, and- same with growing up too. And I never felt like I wanted for anything. I was just, you know, like I was provided for it. And I, I totally agree with that. Yeah, yeah. My, my whole life, you know, my dad's always been in ministry and, you know, that, you know, in the small churches that I grew up in, it didn't mean a lot of money. It, it just meant that, you know, we were in church and we were surrounded by all these different things, but my dad makes sure to tell us what was important about life. And mm-hmm. um, I remember when I was trying to save up money so I could get married. Oh. And, um, <laughs> you know, asked my dad, how much money did you have when you got married? You know, because I feel like a lot of us try to plan like, oh, we have to have this much in the account. We got to mm-hmm. save up this money for the wedding. We got to have the honeymoon. We got to have a place to go into, yada, yada, yada. Uh-huh. And he, he said, I had zero dollars when I married your mother. And I Beautiful. was like, hey, that's all I need. <laughs> so, yeah. so I, I, I wanted, love that. I wanted a song that kind of just spoke about like it, it. Yes, money is needed in life, but it's not essential for happiness. And so I, I wanted a song that also felt that way. So it's a very simple chord progression. It has a really just kind of like cool hip hop uh, sort of backbeat to it uh, with like a simplistic, like simplistic acoustic guitar, something like Jack Johnson. That, that's cool. just really easy for anybody to play stripped yeah. down. And yeah. uh, I love it. I think it's great. When somebody gives me a, a, a release that's not, you know, been out yet, I don't even show Kirk from the studio. I don't show anybody. It's like, ooh, I am privileged. I got to hear that first. Yeah. We, will there be a video that goes with this one or not yes, yet? There, there, there will be a video and there will also be a uh, live in studio version. Uh, you know, that's cool. Send me one of those two and we'll pop it in the, in the podcast. Yeah, I'll, be, I'll definitely do that. I'm yeah. so excited. Um, tell you what. Let's take a listen to money right now. And when we get back, I want you to let everybody know like where to find you, your schedule. And I, I know you got a lot of stuff coming up. So this has been so fun. I'm excited about this. Here we sure. go, everybody, with money from Carlos Rising. Yeah. Father was a faithful preacher. Mother was a high school Spanish teacher Two little kids in a house in the city We didn't have much, but we had our blessings That's where I learned the key to life And how to be a good husband to my wife No need to stress what's in your bank account After all these years, this is what I found I don't care about money 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 No social status to give me far I don't need much to have a good time I only need my lady by my side I don't care about money I don't care about money 
people that was money and i think from the conversation we had everybody can understand money doesn't mean everything and you nailed this perfectly you're right fun good vibe it, it's good i mean i got exactly what you said you got your point across and and um i could see this one going up the charts i really could oh, thank you. i hope thank it does again the world needs to hear carlos more mm -hmm. so that's what we're gonna do why don't you fill everybody in, like your website, your social media links, and and tell us about your upcoming tour schedule. Yeah. Um, so I have quite a bit of shows that are in the works. Uh, the ones that are happening closest to when this comes out mm -hmm. are actually going to be in September. I'm doing a tour through Tennessee. So I'll be going uh, back to my hometown in Cleveland, Tennessee. I'll be in Chattanooga. I'll be in Nashville. Nice. Uh, I'll be in Savannah, Tennessee. Uh, going to finish up down in Atlanta and then make my way back up through South Carolina, North Carolina and uh, do all these. And it's going to be really fun. It's going to be a, a, a mix. I'm going to be full band. Some places it's going to be more coffee shop vibes and some other just acoustic. I'll be teaming up with some artist friends of mine from the show, from the voice. Yeah. Um, and so I, it's going to be really fun. So just stay tuned on my website where I'm going to be announcing all the stuff, carlosrising.com. I'm also most active on Instagram. Okay. Uh, my username is also Carlos Rising. I'll be posting all my tour updates there, live performances that are here, either locally in Wilmington or across the state of North Carolina or whatever state that I'm going to be in. Right. Uh, also, sometime in 2024, I'm going to do a cross country tour. Uh, Yay! Where Make sure Iowa's a stop. You can come to yes. the studio and I'll, I'll host you. <laughs> oh, would love to. I'll be going through Iowa. Uh, <laughs> I'll be going um basically across the country all the way to california and Perfect. then back uh it's going to be a really fun time and uh yeah like i said youtube i'm on youtube carlos rising uh twitter carlos rising and you have merch i was checking out your merch today yes, I, so i'm gonna I have, have to merch. get myself a t-shirt yeah i have merch on my website that you yeah. can order um so make sure to just follow me on all those things and uh Absolutely. yeah i love this this has been my privilege having you on um 
Super exciting. I think that you have a lot going on for you. And I'm excited to follow you and see what goes on. Make sure everybody, you hit subscribe. Hit subscribe to his page so you can always get his updates, as well as mine, the Indie Music Room. Carlos, with that said, um, I hope with any future uh, releases or any updates you ever want to have, you you get in touch with me and we'll do this of course, again. Yeah, we'll, I'll send it your way. Thank you for having me so much. Very well. All right. Take care and um, I appreciate it. And everybody else, we'll see you in September. You've been listening to the Indie Music Room with Heather Kelly. Be sure to listen every Saturday and Sunday right here on FortDodgeRadio.com and subscribe for all our past and upcoming shows. The Indie Music Room is a production of FortDodgeRadio.com.